Via Hemp, let's talk about it. Via Hemp offers THC and non-TH craft cannabis experiences. Now, I love a non-THC option when it comes to your overall wellness. I'm talking sleep aid, maybe anxiety if you have that. Well, that's where Via comes into play. And did you know even a non-THC option if you're doing fertility or IVF can be helpful? Look into that. Well, Via is incredible. You got to be 21 plus. You can get 15% off with my exclusive code TSFS when you go to viahemp, V-I-I-A, hemp.com. They have all kinds of lifestyle products. And like I said, the best part is with the THC or without, so you don't have the buzzy buzzy. Don't you love my cannabis lingo? I mean, the buzzy buzzy. Anyway, I'm unique. What can I say? Look, order now. You're going to love Via Hemp. Use the code TSFS to receive 15% off and a one-time free sample of their award-winning gummies, 21 plus. That's viahemp.com and use the code TSFS at checkout. Support the show. Tell them I sent you and enhance your everyday life with Via Hemp. Summer is almost here. Don't you want to go to the beach with thicker, gorgeous, beautiful locks and everyone goes, hey, I love your hair. And you go, Nutrafol, baby. You know, something along that lines. Well, take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering my listeners $10 off your first month subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and you enter the promo code TSFS. Find out why over 4,500 healthcare professionals and hairstylists recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. I recommend it. I've been taking Nutrafol for years. It's how I got my hair back thicker and not falling out in chunks after I had KJ. Now it's your turn. Nutrafol has been on with me for years, and that's because you all continue to buy, and it really works. I love it. Now it's your turn to love it too. Nutrafol.com, spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com with the promo code T-S-F-S. That's Nutrafol.com with the promo code T-S-F-S. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You guys, we have an amazing podcast in store for you today. I am so excited because one of our faves is back on the show. Irene Walton. You guys know her. Yeah, of course. She interned for the podcast. Now she's like a huge YouTube star with Dead Dad's Kitchen. Mm-hmm. We're going to get into what Dead Dad's Kitchen, your Dead Dad's Kitchen <laughs> is all about. Works for YouTuber Gabby Hanna. She's Best amazing. Gabby Hanna. Yeah. Uh, we are out in California. Um, all week long, we're going to be giving you additional shows because we're heading to Alien Stock. So we're just a few days away from traveling to Rachel, Nevada. Um, you guys are in for a treat because we also have the owner of Infinite Spin Records. We're here in Sherman Oaks, L.A. In the literally most L.A. studio I think I could have ever imagined. It's, I can't even describe <laughs> it to you. It's like so Hollywood. and But yet I feel like we're at the beach. I'm love- It's complete California vibes, Complain. right? And haven't you and I just felt like, I mean, what's like a, are we some sort of girl band? I feel like we're right now like a girl band or we're almost like Haim, really, <laughs> but we're not related. I mean, honestly. Red Hot Chili Peppers beats uh, the Pussycat Dolls because I feel like we have a little bit, we, we I feel like we're too energetic, like almost. This is bringing me to a good level. Oh, we need to be zen, but we're too like, you know, hyped up on our own ish that like, <laughs> yeah. I know. Like, people ask us if we're on drugs. No. Like, this is well, natural. No, I'm just kidding. 
I'm also going to launch a yoga on motherfucking life podcast here at Infinite Spin. <laughs> so Matt is going to be on. Um, he owns the studio. He's an incredible record producer talking about the music business. Um, Toto, the band, which has one of my favorite Yacht Rock songs, Africa. Rock. Oh, yeah, yeah. Used to own this studio. Oh, plus there's a connection with Prince. Prince and Sheila E. Oh, yeah. We'll talk all about that, too. I mean, are we not like surrounded by Hollywood? Like everywhere I go. You know what? If we just stepped foot on, into LA, immediately, we're thrust into it. I feel like we're famous, but we're low-key. You know, we're still D-list from DC, but we're chilling. Okay, well, you've at least been on a show in LA. <laughs> I mean, I'm Z-list, but I don't even care. I love celebrities so much, and we've taken over Matt's studio. They've been, like, <laughs> unbelievable. Um, okay, so both of them are going to be on. we got to hit you with some commercials, though, um, and then we're going to get into the show. So you guys know that we have partnered with Inova Health all month long. It's Act on Addiction campaign. It's going on right now. Act on Addiction campaign is an addiction awareness campaign focused on generating awareness, destigmatizing, and educating those who suffer from addiction and their loved ones. Go to actonaddictionnow.org. I love the website i've been getting great feedback from you guys you guys know my brother's story eight years sober this month in september anova's act on addiction campaign is sponsored by a generous gift from joan and russell hit they provide information resources for those who suffer from substance use disorder and their loved ones if you or someone you know is affected by substance use disorder visit their website today act on addiction now.org i love partnering with them because there's such hope um so definitely, please, please, please take advantage of their resources. Also, Dr. Mary at TotalDentalCareMD.com. We love her. She is our resident dentist. Just did my periodontal surgery. We're here in LA. My stitches are coming out everywhere. And then I've got like one stitch that's like in the tooth. So it just kind of looks like I just have like some sort of black spinach in there. Don't mind that. Anyway, we love Dr. Mary. She's unbelievable. She performed my periodontal surgery. I'm feeling better than ever. It's pain-free. So many people hit me up. They're like, was it painful? No, it's complete. You can have gum surgery. She has the most amazing cocktail of drugs. She's like, oh, you oh. have pain? <laughs> boom, boom, boom. She's so great. They take patients from the ages of like tiny, tiny, tiny when you first have teeth all the way up to seniors. The entire family can go. TotalDentalCareMD.com. She's in Germantown, Maryland. And it's really, really great. She's super clean, spa-like atmosphere. Please call her. $99 dental special with hate phrase code when you call. Age, what you got? We are talking about Rothy's. You guys have heard me talk about them before with my snakeskin fuchsia flats. Those are the ones I currently have and love. Uh, Rothy's is a company. Stylish shoes for women and girls made out of recycled plastic bottles. Hello. We're all about sustainability. Hello. Um, insanely comfortable and machine washable. One of my favorite features because my feet sweat. Sorry. And uh, I have to wash them. I wear them to and fro work. I wear them after I get out of the gym and I want to go out for a beer. They're still really, really cute. And I don't have to, you know, sacrifice style. Amazed. They're stylish, sustainable, comfortable. I always say that. Comfortable, washable, really all in one pair of shoes. Uh, Again, I have the snake skin fuchsia, but I also want to order the camo because you guys know I live in camo. So they've got tons and tons of new styles that come out every single season. Um, They're your everyday flats for life on the go. Stylish, versatility, and they go with everything from yoga pants to dresses and skirts. Like I said, you can go to work and then you can go out for a drink. Rothy's comes in a wide range of colors and patterns. They're available in four different silhouettes. Plus, they're constantly launching um, different styles, and you're guaranteed to find a pair that you love, or five or three pairs, whatever you want. They launch new colors and patterns every few weeks, so we actually, actually sooner than um, seasonal. Uh, they sell out constantly, so <coughs> definitely uh, get yours today. Playful designs and fun pops of color. Blow your mind, over 200... 200- 
25 million water bottles have been uh, saved from landfills because they are recycled. So we good. love that. Um, Rothy's are manufactured in a zero waste factory and they ship directly in the shoebox. No unnecessary packaging, no extra plastic. Um, they're the feel good flats in more than ways than one. Uh, Sarah, you have problems with your arch. This is super arch yeah. support and they kind of mold to your own feet. So I've only worn them. Like, I wore them for like a week and they perfectly molded to my feet. Uh, you guys go to rothys.com, R-O-T-H-Y-S.com slash phrase to get your new pair of amazing flats today comfort style and sustainability that's really all you need to do here okay boom done style sustainability uh rothys.com slash fresh awesome and then lastly park potomac we love working them they sit right at the spur of 270 the next time that you can see aj and i live is october 4th we are doing a pop-up podcast for ladies night in the park presented by park potomac it is there at park potomac they have 275 tickets 207 are already gone it's a free event you can come we're doing happy hour giveaways. Of course, we'll be entertaining. They'll have live music. It's going to be a really, really fun night, October 4th. You can also go to parkpotomac.com or you can um, hook up your free reservation. Just search eventbrite.com, Park Potomac. All right, guys, let's get into the show. Let's get into the show. Hey, It's a podcast. Okay, this is an amazing day. DJ's mic already. <laughs> that mic went real limp. Real limp, real fast. I was telling somebody that uh, I was seeing this guy a little bit, very, very casually. He and I always see each other when we're both single. Um, and then, but he, like, didn't always wasn't always able. able to perform of course yeah of course uh, <laughs> how old is this guy you're young uh 26 27 yeah, i get it we gotta get do a show down. on that Which, but i think he was just nervous and then really? i said it i was talking to my coworker about it and then um she, there was this other guy in the room and i was like listen like it's not blah, blah. it's that it's like that part in friends where she's like it's not that common it doesn't happen to every guy <laughs> yeah. and it is a big deal and then i like <laughs> oh, oh, oh I'm sorry. Mind. Mind. and the, the guy in our in the the co-worker like left the room and i feel like he was like dejected and i was like oh no i'm sorry okay look we gotta like properly set this up because oh, hype. many people recognize your voice um we love oh you God, i'm so sorry <laughs> <laughs> Oh no! See, but the thing is, I remember you on this podcast, like the c word and the f word, like every other. Word. <laughs> so it was like, ooh, okay. And now you're like so professional. Anyway, Irene Walton is back. You Hello. guys may remember her, former Hey Frage podcast intern. AJ and Irene totally hit it off. Like yeah, what? Totally two years ago? Mm-hmm. Was it about two years ago? Now, mm-hmm. okay. You actually came to DC for a summer to like intern. Well, I I came for my last semester of college, and then I. <gasps> Stayed oh, through the summer. That's right. Okay, so that's how it all went down. Mm-hmm. Now you are back out here in LA. Mm-hmm. You have an amazing YouTube channel <laughs> called Dead Dad's Kitchen. It's a show that you put out every Sunday mm-hmm. or and- every other Sunday right now for because I can't afford to do it otherwise. <laughs> so <laughs> that's real life, though. You are so I'm real. Poor as shit. Same. Hey. <laughs> But have you thought about it? Because you also, I mean, you are like totally growing a massive following. You have I, thou- thousands of followers on Instagram. And you also work for the famous YouTuber, Gabby Hanna. You guys well, are best friends. We're best friends. So yeah. So it's not like a working relationship. It's purely a friendship. Really, Like yesterday I went over and we like ate tacos and like sat and watched 90 Day Fiance for seven hours. Oh my so God. It's not are you like- kidding? At that brand new mansion? I've watched her tour. <laughs> like I want yeah. is- Her house is stunning, bitch. And she, so yeah, so it's purely friendship and like we bring the camera out because like 
it's it's just easy it just flows and it it's never she's never made me feel like it was a job because it's not she's never never made me feel like weird about it it's just like a very cool like symbiotic thing and she's in my videos and she helps me film like it's great um it's freaking amazing and i actually remember do you remember irene talking about dead dad's kitchen like years ago yeah 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 when you were (laughs) when you were interning and you started the day that sammy and i got into a massive fight and sammy like sammy yeah i started (laughs) i started on what was supposed to be sammy's last day and he didn't come in oh and so i was the guest on the podcast and And i was like like, okay bitch (laughs) i was so happy i was like i'm getting this much attention this quickly day one and yeah. my first day was uh, Paul's exit. So that's oh just my like, God! That's but, just like ooh, your... who's gonna be on when you leave? No, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I'm getting not, so depressed. That'd be hard. We're skipping it. I, you guys are such a good team. Like watching you guys grow together. Like after I left, which was heartbreaking. But like watching you guys grow and see what you guys have built together is so fucking cool and like such a special thing to see. Awesome, Irene. We have really great chemistry. You but do. Isn't that cool. I love how you and Gabby sort of have this friendship where you promote each other. And then AJ and I do, because you and I yeah. were talking about this. And yeah. I've worked for people, and I know you know this experience, Irene, where like they did not want you to succeed. No. They gave you zero credit. They did not want to help you grow a following. And if you did, they really resent. Like I work for a guy, obviously everyone knows who it is, who <laughs> <laughs> like if you got any more burn than he did, he would just shut your mic off like the next show. That's, yeah. see, I, mine was never that vindictive. I think, I think uh, my experience was just like she worked really hard for what she did and like and to be fair I was an assistant I like we had our own weird friendship relationship that happened and like that just taught me that you can't like in 99% of situations you can't be friends with your boss because it's just like it's just too stressful I am so happy to see you guys figure it out well I like here's the thing I was just saying to you saying this to you Irene before we like started I feel like we are in the age of collaboration like if you want to grow like everything that you're doing is what we talk about only we need to find people more famous than we are we we collaborate with each other promote me bitch and she's like I did nothing's happening I'm like oh sick we're like didn't see any spikes in those analytics Uh, so we milked each other we post no for sure we pick up five new followers each we're like <laughs> it's it's so well it's cool because it is such an age of collaboration and like it's not even a question like if aj and i were to film a video for her channel like it wouldn't even be hey do you want to film it for mine it would mm-hmm. just be okay so when are you coming on mine which is exactly. great exactly right. exactly okay so, so when are you coming on my show <laughs> you're anytime that you're available <laughs> she needs to go on dead dad's kitchen that's what Courtney, i'm saying sis and you guys need to make a salad for Courtney kardashian did your dad ever eat salads yeah, my dad loved salads, Wait, but he really? loved like a boring salad. He loved like iceberg lettuce, tomatoes, black olives, onions, and like maybe avocado if Ooh, we were rich Ooh, that olives. day. <laughs> Canned olives, let's go. Wait, no, we need to hear the, like the history of like dead dads. I was going to say, you got to tell it. Okay, so dead Sarah's dad's like, kitchen. Yeah, I was getting to that. <laughs> But that's what I'm saying So two years ago I remember you saying Like oh I have this idea Like I want to do A YouTube channel And it's going to be Dead Dad's Kitchen So what is it? So I think back then It was like In it's very very infancy Of an idea Where I was like I had all the I had all <laughs> I had the recipe for it I had a dead dad I had a need for attention Validation <laughs> I had had, and I had a love for food and my dad had a love for food also and so like it was always a thing I was kicking around and then um I mean I've gone through breakups I've gone through moves I've gone through friendship breakups which I think are much harder than regular breakups Mm -hmm. um 
And like all this stuff kind of culminated into me being in this place in my life where I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. I know I have these passions that I've never really gotten to kind of like explore. Um, and I need, I have a need to do it in front of people. So it's sort of like worked out, um, into this really perfect thing. And I also had these perfect friends in my life and still have these friends. And like, you guys are such a big part of that too. Like I have these inspirations of like these strong women who are so funny and so good. Don't laugh, you bitch. Did you, did you get, no, no, I'm just thinking back. Like, because we used to record. We were recording you with you two in that closet at Pacers with no air conditioning. So oh I'm, my God, I was so happy I left that the, summer. The sweat that like we all sweat together. Like, And it was right across the street from Trader Joe's. So AJ and I would always be like, do you want to go get a water or something just so we could be in Trader Joe's as AC. I was just trying to see what inspiration you garnered from that. Like, you should always work in an wait, AC wait. studio. Yeah. Yeah. What uh, what sparked your uh, creativity there? Was it the hot sweat It was box? the hallucinations that I got Honestly, from that. You were like, this is every fucking thing I don't want. Here's where I don't want to be in five years. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, okay. I have these, like, such funny, wonderful, powerful women and, like, Gabby and I were getting super close at the time and like she's one of my best friends now and I uh my best friend Juliet also she's a singer songwriter and she I apparently don't want you to know this um and so I just have all of these people in my life that were like so ready and so willing to help and like to be creative and like play around with me um and so it kind I was just like Dead Dad's Kitchen, funny name, yeah. I, I hope. <laughs> and um, and it just kind of worked. It just culminated into this really perfect thing that we filmed the first episode in March. And then I got, um, it didn't go up until uh, Father's Day, June 14th of this year. And... I don't know. I don't know why I was sitting on it for so long. I think I just like didn't have the money and I didn't have the editor and I didn't have all this stuff. And then it just worked. And I was like, I'm going to fucking do this because I love doing it. And also, like, I think it's going to be a good thing. Now, did your friend write the intro song? Cause yeah, it's the intro is uh, so dude. cute of Irene. She uh, you're is amazing. Playing with food and, and she sings and you drink wine. It's so cute. It, thank you. I love the intro. I, I it was such a cool story. I like I. Juliet and I have been like super, super, super tight for 10 years. And um, it was funny because in DC, I was like in this really horrible, abusive relationship. Yes, I, I don't know if you guys that. remember. Do you ever talk to him? him? Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't. Thank God. Good. I'm glad he Does left he you alone. You up and just say like, wow, you really blossomed into like like the most literally bombshell. No, of course amazing. not. He's like, I'm a fat, <gasps> disgusting, ugly piece of shit. Classic. And like, Classic. I work at a job I hate and yep. I do the same thing I've done every weekend for the past six years. <laughs> yeah. Love so to he, see it though. Love I to see love it. to see it. I'm love like, you've probably gotten fatter. Yes. Yes. And it's perfect. Yeah. Fatter. Good. I'm glad you left it alone. <laughs> no. And so I was like, as, like you, you guys were the only like shining light in my life in DC. And so it was like a very hard time in my life because of that person. And so I would talk to Juliet on the phone every morning for like 10, 15, because she was driving to a job she hated. I was in a relationship I hated. So every morning we talked for like 30 minutes, then I'd hop on the subway and go to work. Um, and so her and I have been so close for so long and she's this unbelievably talented songwriter and she's a great singer and musician as well. Um, but songwriting is like her thing. And so I texted her one day and was like, I'm starting a cooking show called Dead Dad's Kitchen. I want you to write the theme song. 
And she was like, oh, oh my God. Okay, perfect. Like, she's always been so supportive. And she was like, what do you want it to be about? And I gave her like three things. I was like, I think it'd be funny if it said something like this, something like this, something like this. She was like, okay, cool. And I was expecting to like, in a week, she'd be like, how does this sound? How does this sound? And like, send me samples of shit. Right. And the next text I got from her after like, okay, great, was the finished song. <laughs> wow. That, that you hear in the episode today. And okay, so on the bi-weekly show, do you guys always just make recipes that your dad loved or you just basically make a recipe that your guest enjoys and kind of honor your dad through food? So it's sort of a mix of both. It's it's I try to do recipes that my dad loved and made a lot with the guests, like correlating to what they would like. So like if AJ came on and we did like a Kourtney Kardashian thing, I do like a classic like Frank salad that's like super boring, but we would kind of like hype it up a bit and make it better. Bruce it. Yeah, exactly. And um, so I always try to stick to a dad recipe, but he was only around for so long. So I can't like have them forever. I can't do a multitude of recipes because there were only like 15 or 20 that I totally remember. Right. Um, And so sometimes it's a recipe I love that he liked when I made it. Or sometimes what I'm super excited about is um, I have a buddy, Devin, who uh, he his mom is dead. And he has a pod- podcast called Yes and My Mom's Dead. It's like an improv comedy podcast. Oh, wow. Like about comedians with dead parents. And so he came on the show. <laughs> it's very so niche. Morbid. I was going to say, it's niche a thin is Venn diagram. <laughs> <laughs> niche. Comedians, improvs, uh, dead parents. Yeah, of course. Okay. We're right in the middle. Yeah. Um, and so he came on and he did one of his mom's recipes. So, like, whenever I have a, a guest come on who has a dead parent, um, I have them do one of their recipes. All right, AJ had this great question for you because your dad passed away when you were in high school. When I was seventeen, yeah, like no. first two weeks of high school. <laughs> was it unexpected or did he get sick? I oh, can't it was remember. Very unexpected. Really? Okay. Yeah, he was sick on like a, a wet. He was sick on Thursday, and we never like took our fit. We never really went to the doctor because we were like, "Fucking, you'll be fine." Same. Spoiler. My family too. You won't be. Uh, I still don't go to the doctor though. <laughs> Me neither. <laughs> Meanwhile, Sarah has a sniffle and she's like, vitamins, doctor's prescripts. My dad prescripts. died of esophageal and stomach cancer. True, I go all the time. I've done genetic testing. I'm like constantly. I'm like, that's so smart. Run all the tests. I, I, already, go, I already go for 3D uh, breast exams, like mammograms every year. That's oh how crazy God. I am. Your mom had that. My is mom true. is. My that's mom true. had breast cancer too. She's almost five years. Out. I. I Hell yeah. Live on the edge of like, okay, I need to well, like it's scary and like yeah. I mean, I I have like pretty bad OCD that I developed because my dad died. Like I had it when I was a kid, and but I it would just heightened. do like little things. But then once my dad died, I was like, everybody I know is gonna die if I don't knock on this table twelve times. So it's just like dumb shit like that. So but. he gets sick on a Thursday. He gets sick on a Thursday, um, and then fr- uh, Friday morning he's dead. What? What? Mm-hmm. What so, did he like, feel like on Thursday? Thursday, it was just, it, we thought it was like a bad stomach virus because he like was sweaty and pale and like right. in bed, didn't want to get up, didn't want to shower, but like kind of moved around a bit, wasn't hungry. Um, and then like Thursday night, Friday, wee hours of Friday morning, he was like gasping for air and my mom heard him. And so she called 911 and in the ambulance, he went into cardiac arrest and then he lost oxygen to his brain. And then so Friday day, we were in the hospital all day. And then at like 530 at night, we because he was technically on life support. And he always told us he was like, wow, I wish the camera could see y'all's faces. <laughs> um, he always I told mean, just us so unexpected. Yeah. yeah. He always told us, like, I'd rather you shoot me in the fucking head than be on life support. Not that that's a, wow. a wrong option for some people, but he, right, that's right, he not what he want. wanted. Right. Um, and 
So yeah, so it was that was like the easiest part of everything was like, oh, he's on life support. Okay, for sure. And there and it's not like it was a medicated coma and he could come out. Like it was the thing of like, I mean, this is the life now. And so what had happened, what they what they think happened, because they were like, we could do exploratory sur- surgery to like figure maybe out. figure something out, but right. like here's what probably happened. Um he uh-huh. had had a hernia like years and years ago when I was in like second grade or something. And it was just a normal hernia and whatever, and it healed like normal, and there was never a problem. But the scar tissue must have like started doing something weird or something, and so he must have eaten something and not chewed it properly, and it got caught, which caused like sepsis of his like uh, <sighs> small intestine, and then that caused the sickness, which caused the heart attack, which caused the like brain stuff. So yeah, and so Friday night he was wow. gone, and so it was this like very insane whirlwind. Death that was just like in some ways it's beautiful because i didn't have to see him ever except like exactly how he was like on wednesday night he he and i had gone on a walk and he was like i'm feeling so good and like i've been eating healthier and i'm really happy about it so it was just like and then i have my butt like my buddy devin who his mom was sick with alzheimer's for or dementia one of the two for like 10 years so he's like i didn't even know her for 10 years wow and so it's just we we've had that conversation so many times of like which is worse and there's not really you can't decide the mm-hmm. sucks either way yeah. <laughs> is the conclusion we've come to aj you had such a great question we were brainstorming questions for you irene and you were saying like how do you get over grief or how long does it take yeah like, i what think is- i love that question so much because it's it's like such a, an easy answer of like you just never do um which is kind of i mean kind of cool because like there's not an end goal. Like when you go through a breakup, you're like, okay, I'm sure in six months I'm going to be over it and like I'll meet somebody new and da da da. Like I'm, right, right. I'm never going to have a dad again. I'm never going to have that. I start mm-hmm. crying right now. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I fuck, know, I just realized too. that. I'm, no, I was honestly worried. I was like, oh, me too. It's sad. It's well, sad. And it is, you know, though. But yeah, no, it's, and like, it's, so, it's real. It's, it's sad. It's just nice knowing that it'll never happen. Like it'll, I'll never be over my dad dying. And sometimes I might not think about it for a little while but like there um there's this comedian i love who i'm sure you uh know her name's Alyssa lim paris mm-hmm. um and i th- her dad's passed away too and she had this tweet a couple weeks ago that was like grief never goes away like you could you could be at a funeral and like be fine and be like wow i'm so sad right. for this person who's going through this loss and of course you're sad but then like a week later you could be doing the dishes and just fucking like break down yeah and so it's it's those things that are are really hard because like so like i was taking one of the girls that i nannied a dance class and i dropped her off and i was like oh i'm i'm gonna have a breakdown right now so i like ran to my car and cried for like 30 minutes oh, and it just like wow. hits you it just hits you when you don't think it will yeah. there's still I, I don't know if this is how you feel too because i know your dad's passed away as well yeah um my dad always talked about how he would pick up the phone to call his dad sometimes still even though he had died 15 years ago wow just like and it's, it's just like a yeah it's and so I was like, wow, that must be such a crazy feeling. And I, that still happens to me all the time. Like, really? Yeah. I was going through a really tough breakup a couple months ago. And I just like picked up my phone and I was like, oh, like I can't call him. And it still happens. And I'm sure it's going to happen forever, which is fine. 
And like, it's just a thing that happens now. That is so crazy. <laughs> it's just a part of my life. Well, back right. when my dad died, there wasn't cell phones. Yeah. So like, so I don't have the like urge to go to a rotary phone. Yeah. <laughs> it's not the same urge. That's amazing. And that's amazing you do a show. Like, I would think that, I guess the show is therapeutic for you, but I would feel like, man, I don't know. Every time, is it like dredging it up? I don't Dude, know. No, and that's what, I'm such an idiot though, because I was like, I'm going to do the show and it'll be great. And like, it's going to be comedy based, obviously. Yeah, it's very funny. Uh, oh my God, thank you. It is. It's, honestly, I feel like it's like a tribute to your dad. If anything. No, it's hilarious. Oh my God, thank you. Okay. Uh, when you fell off the pizza, that was my favorite part. Dude, that's my favorite part. Um, and and um, so, yeah, so my dad was, was, was and is the funniest person I've ever known or met. And so like, it had to be comedy based. And so I did it partially for sure as a therapeutic, like love right. letter to my dad, obviously. But I I must have just not thought of it or whatever, but like people will reach out and be like, this is like, I lost my dad when I was 16. I lost my mom when I was 14. And like, this helps me so much. And I just never even considered that it would like, like help people also who were dealing with this shit. With grief. Yeah. And so it was, that's like really cool and really nice. So it definitely dredges some things up, but it's, and I'm sure it'll happen one of these days where I just like break down in an episode, but it hasn't happened yet. So (laughs) keep watching. Stay tuned. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Keep watching. All right. Well, we, I mean, look, you are having so much success with YouTube. Thank you. You are getting ready. You and Gabby are going to launch a podcast together. Uh, yeah. So it's Gabby's podcast. I'll be co-hosting, uh, which I'm super excited about. It's going to be great. It's going to be kind of kind of similar to like Hey Fraze style of just like kind of gabbing about shit that's going on. Oh, and- her name is Gabby. Is that like a precursor to the name? No, I just say the word gab a lot. Like, oh, let's gab. And like, I always... <laughs> What's the let's, let's, let's gab. Let's gab. Because I, I think it's such a fun word. Um, but yeah, it's gonna... I'm not sure if she's released the name yet. So I'm not gonna say it. Okay, yeah. it's not my place. But it's... I wish it was like, gabbing with gab. Gabbing with gab, yeah, yeah. Or like, let's gab. Or like, let's gab with gab. Gabbing my fucking gab. Yeah, yeah, no. There's so many options you could go gabbing there. Gabbing my fucking gab. I like it. It's like... Honestly, we we stuck with hey phrase and like actually people did know us in the airport, but Sarah always goes back and forth. She's like, no one knows what a fucking phrase is. Like well, everyone goes, hey phrase, hey phrase. Dude, doesn't Paul Wharton still get your name wrong? Does he? What does he say? Oh, he phrase. He's always called hey phrase. Phrase. He always. I am so happy to be back on hey phrase, and it's like it's not really how you say it, but oh my god, remember and you like. Irene, were you there at the live show where like Irene was like getting drinks for everybody? We because like Paul was that was like kind of when Paul was co-hosting. Oh yeah, and she was like, "Yes, girl," and he goes, "Do not call me." Queen. <laughs> yeah, he, went off. he hated like, being called queen, and that oh, was yeah. when I was very much in my queen phase. Queen, queen, hey, queen. Yes, queen. Even my yeah. like dumb fat ugly boyfriend was fine with being called queen at the time. Oh my god, but I'm just like, oh, my. Irene, seriously, you should be like, "Fuck off, Paul." Like yeah. now, <laughs> well, okay, so you are okay, so maybe I'm gonna be stepping on some no toes you can't here. you can ask us everything we don't care. are you the co-host are you the producer like what's your billing on the hey Frage podcast i guess oh. we do have a lot of titles for because oh, co-host, your producer aj i've like, heard a lot right producer aj um yeah and then i would just kind of be i've stepped into the role of co-host whenever we don't have a really big guest on yeah co-host. Well, no she's officially co-host because paul and i co-hosted for a, a while together after sammy k mm-hmm. and then paul informed me in 2018 in november december that he was taking the entire month of january off and that i should build up his return of february 2019 <laughs> and i was like bitch no you're I, then you're not a co-host of the show you can't leave for a month and have and expect me to did do- he finally go to ireland is that what happened no, never visited. he's never uh, gone. You never went? We never hear a word about Michael. Mike, I don't know. Is Michael still on life support? Is he still choking on his own vomit? Is he dead? We don't know. <laughs> is he my dad? What the? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> no, we, Michael is 
<laughs> Bye, Michael. We don't know. See, that's my new boyfriend's name. We're kind of, I'm kind of mad at Paul, though, because I invited Paul to my wedding and he never like had the courtesy to RSVP. And then, so I knew he wasn't going to come, right? And then like a week before, he told me like he like had this whole thing about why he wasn't going to come. Sure. And I'm actually not mad that he didn't come because I really never thought that he would. Because well, then it would have been his wedding. Exactly. So <laughs> I think really. it worked out great. Yeah. I now like in hindsight, though, I'm resentful because I feel like I've done a lot of shit of for him. And then it's like, OK, Which we I, have to get into your wedding, by the way. I'm Just like, soon. don't ever ask me to come to your birthday and hire a photographer for $300 ever again. Like, he asked you to do that? Yeah. And like, you had to hire the photographer? Yeah, of course. Like, I, Why? Because that, that's what he wanted for his birthday. And I figured, you know what? We were co-hosting and we were friends and like all that stuff. And I'm not coming from a place like I, I love him and he's so talented. No, I'm, for and, sure. He's a gem. But like, I can't fake it anymore. Like, we were out with... My, my husband's like brother last night and like all the family drama like I just have to tell people I can't keep secrets like I'm just of like course. okay this is just what it is but that's why we love you so much and I'm just like this is how I feel about you Paul like I love you I want you to come back on the show but do not ever I'm not buying you one Georgetown cupcake <laughs> I'm not buying you one photographer I'm not buying you a fucking <laughs> Those are the, that's the I'm not buying you a fucking cupcake I'm not buying you a, I'm not buying you a fucking photographer and I'm not buying you a card. I don't give a shit if you're turning 50, 65, 108 bitch I am done because like, here's the thing you. if you if you just because he was like you better fucking ask me your my your wedding blah 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 because i wasn't even going to invite him at first like i was literally it was like close family that's it because uh -huh. we were like we're going to keep expenses blah, blah blah he's like you better fucking invite me so i was like okay it's only right you know i've worked with aj i've worked with i love these guys like i want to i want them to be at my wedding totally. so send him an rsvp all this stuff never never rsvps nothing until like a week before yeah it was surprising. And then he called me like a day before. He's like, where is the address? I'm going to fly in on a private jet from the Hamptons. I, <laughs> I want you to announce it. Isn't this on a farm? I'll come right on the courtyard. Just have it announced that I am on the way. I'm like, Paul, it's not your event. Um, whenever it is possible, I do want to get a little snippet of Irene's love life because she's been through the milk fucking ringer. Okay, let's move on. Yeah, no one cares about that. No. All right, anyway, we're moving on. Um, anyway, continue. look at that fucking so, ring on your finger, bitch. <laughs> that fucking rock. That's gorgeous. Bloomingdale special, y'all. It's beautiful. Mm, did mm, you get to pick mm. it or did he pick it for you? No, I picked it out. They <gasps> had like a 60% off sale. Yeah, I know. Okay. I was watching 90 Day Fiance. Yeah. As I always say. Oh. That show, wow. I, I can only watch it for like a day at a time and then yeah. I have to take a couple days off because I'm like, this is so hard for right. me, for my heart. They were talking about a ring. That was $300,000. Okay, oh. um, that's a house. Okay. And of course. And then in the next frame, in the next scene, <laughs> the next cut, however you want to frame yeah, it, uh -huh. she says, we could probably do it for $150,000 for you. That's a bit of a discount, no? It's <laughs> <laughs> a bit of a discount. <laughs> What a change of Is that just a thing in that because I don't like jewelry, I don't wear it, I don't Yeah, it's like it's I don't like clothing. It There's like a four hundred percent markup. But like yeah. so what's the tea? You can just fucking not pay for part of it. Diamonds are worth not a damn cent. <laughs> and the industry is fucked. Yet we buy it for weddings. Oh, see, so like I never cared. But I do want a nice engagement. But it's all about <laughs> But like you can get but this for best. like that's what I tell people go to because it's just all about the cut clarity and the um, fucking color. give me a dusty ass fucking <laughs> no the, don't the the diamond business AJ's right is struggling because now there's um basically uh, lab grown 
And you can't, like, to the blind eye, no one can tell if it's real or not. And then have you heard of Moisenite? Moisenite, you can get, like, Bitch, a insane are you rock. watching Selling Sunset? Because that's the tea. That's the tea? That's I have the tea, seen a couple episodes. What, does one okay. of them wear Moisenite? Yes, one gets a Moisenite ring and everybody's like, Mm. All I can think about is Bobby Moynihan. Like, voice like, <laughs> tonight? Okay, SNL. <laughs> Honestly, I'm just name dropping. All I can Bobby think about is like, classic comedians. I love George Carlin. Anyone else? But Moissanite? Why Moissanite? I don't know why it's called that. It's like a stone. It's like cubic it, zirconium, but like yeah. better, right? Yes. Oh. And it will come in like the brown, like the champagne diamond and the pink. And Okay, I'm there for it. Okay. Again, like Love to the it. naked Get eye, <laughs> no one can tell. And you can get like a two or three carat Moissanite for literally $1,000. See, that's wow. the thing is like, I would be so terrified of walking around with a real ring because like mama's going to lose it. Mama's going to lose it. <laughs> it's going to fall down the drain. Yeah. Just get... One, I'm telling you, Bloomingdale special. On. How does this feel on you? Oh my god, are you but, close to marriage? AJ's right. I want to hear all about your. Lady. Well, oh, you have start? tiny ass fingers, bitch. Really, put it on your pinky. What size are you? <laughs> She's like a literally four. Five. Five. Oh yeah, I think I'm a six. I went to Tiffany once because I was like, I'm gonna get a Tiffany ring when I get engaged. Mm-hmm. And then they were like, You're a six. Mm, why? <laughs> wow, um, those are beautiful. I like a ties. Thank you. Um. Okay. Okay, we already know about um, deadbeat... um, Deadbeat, ugly, fat guy. uh, Right, right. That was like Dunzo. I actually, when you left DC, it was like very dramatic. Yeah. He drove to his house and he drove to the house. I don't know. Because I had his key. I had a spare key of his. (laughs) And I was like, that's honestly just rude to not give it back. (laughs) Or he could just remake the old key. But you wanted to see him one last time to be like, fuck you in the face. Um, so, So AJ was actually instrumental in the whole... Let's call that what's let's you know what I always thought would be funny? You know when people are like, let's call him John. Like if that if you said the real <laughs> yeah, name, because yeah. everyone's gonna think it's fake. Yes. Let's call this guy John. So AJ was actually very instrumental in the whole John process, and so were you, Sarah, because I was like, Oh, I'm in an abusive relationship and I didn't know. And you guys were like, We all did. <laughs> and I was like, for sure. Mm-hmm. And so finally, like after work one day, I was like, I'm gonna break up with him today. I got a bunch of napkins from Panera Bread because I knew I'd be crying a lot. <laughs> um, AJ and I walked to her house after work like we always did. Um, we got what we got that weird tea that you like from Panera Bread. And I got an <laughs> Arnold Palmer. Yes. <laughs> and I was like, I'm going to break up with him today. And you're like, OK, for sure. Like, I'm here for you being a great friend. So then I walked all the way from northwest to southeast where he worked um and i got to his work like two hours before he was getting out because i was just like so nervous and when i'm nervous i have to poop a lot so i was like i was like at another panera bread in southeast i was a big (laughs) fan of panera Panera. (laughs) you know all their bathrooms (laughs) so i was like there and every like 15 minutes i'd have to go to the bathroom because i was so nervous and this guy was like very mentally emotionally verbally abusive he was crazy so i was like not only was i just like normal breakup scared wouldn't he like yell and scream at you and like throw things and then he'd like tell you you couldn't go places i mean he was like super controlling he yeah came at you physically yeah he was like i remember you telling he never like hit me but it was like close Mm, yeah Yeah. he would like back me into corners and stuff whatever um everybody has one (laughs) and so he I was I wasn't just like normal breakup scared. I was like scared of like what he would say and be like, "Oh, I'm glad your dad's dead" or something. So like shit like that. So I was scared of that. And so we finally broke up. He was actually fine during the breakup. He was still a dick, but like it was fine. Um and then I was like, "You know what? I I love AJ. I love Sarah. I love my job at the bar. I'm going to stay here for the rest of the summer because I really 
am like trying to make sure really what I was trying to do is prove to myself that I didn't go to DC just for him. Right. And I was like, yeah, I'll just stay for the summer. Cause like, this was my decision. (laughs) Um, And so we broke up and then I was single for a very long time um, up until February of this year. So like maybe two-ish years I was single and I was definitely single. Um, (laughs) And I had a, I had a, I had a tough 23rd year. Not that it wasn't fun. It was just, I definitely made some poor decisions. Um, And then I started dating this guy in February and I was like, over the moon i was like so fatally in love i was i was like this part like this is the man i'm gonna marry holy shit wow then a lot of things happened uh and then he basically cheated on me and so i was like i'm fucking done and so then i was single for a couple more months and i was like totally happy i mean it was a really hard breakup to get over because i've never i've never gone through a breakup where i was like very unhappy about it i was i was always very ready for the breakup so it only took me like a couple days to be like okay Mm-hmm. Now I can move on. Right. And this was super hard for me. And then um, about, so I, my birthday is in the beginning of August and I went to Texas with like my best friends, my brother to go see my mom. And I was coming back on my actual birthday, which is the fourth. So I was flying back the fourth and this girl from my work was like, Hey girl, can you cover my shift? Um, and I, t- for tomorrow. And I was like, yeah, sure. Like whatever. I need the money. Great. So I go into work that day and this like gorgeous man comes in <laughs> and he's got this really cute kid and like he's just he's like very confident and just like sexy and like mm. has this beard and this mm. man bun and he's like strong. Okay. Yeah. And so I was like, <laughs> I was like Ugh. and I like made his ice cream wrong because I was like so like, flustered. oh my God, I truly I was yeah. like so flustered and so then my boss was like, I asked him, I was like, if you ever need like a babysitter, like just let me know. You pulled the kid card. <laughs> you you did? used wow. the kid. On a stranger? No, That's because, bold. Okay, because the kid's actually very, very cute. So I was like, okay, like I, <laughs> if it was an ugly kid, I'm never going <laughs> be like, that. no, never mind. Because I genuinely was like, oh, like, I mean, I'll just babysit like fun. And then I'll yeah. get to see this hot dad all the time. Down for it. So then he was like, oh no, but like, thanks. Blah, blah, blah. I was like, for sure. And then my, they went out and ate their ice cream and like sat in front. And I, my boss was like, anybody want to go on their 10? And I was like, I do. She, you are so determined. <laughs> because this wow, guy was so you, cute. But after he literally was like, no, I don't need a babysitter. You were like, uh-huh. I was like, go, go for it. I was like, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> I'm still going to try to fuck you. I love it. And like, it, was that, it was that beautiful thing of like, I was like, if, if be, if like, Having sex with this person is the only thing I get to do. I'll still be happy. Like, even, like yes. perfect. Look okay. at you. So, and then we I were talking it. and we were like, he was like asking. And Oh, so this is what happened. Wait, so, how, yeah, how did you go outside? And kind so of I went outside up. and I was just like casually on my phone, like mm, whatever, acting like I didn't care. And then his kid walked by. <laughs> and so he turned and I was like, your name was Michael, right? Um, and <laughs> Irene, I love it. And he was like, yeah. And then we're talking more. And he was like, are you single? I was like, yeah, are you? <laughs> That's why I've literally been looking your dick for the past 10 minutes. <laughs> I was like, yeah, are you? You yeah. perfect, perfect man. dad. Uh, literally, like daddy. truly daddy. <laughs> and I'm like so red talking about him. I can feel it. Um, 
The wait is over. That's right. Season five of The Kardashians is here. Just when you thought life couldn't get any faster, they're punching it up into overdrive. Chris, Courtney, Kim, Chloe, Kendall, and Kylie are back and continue to defy expectations in all their endeavors. So get ready to go behind the glitz and glamour of the most iconic family on television. The all-new season of The Kardashians premieres May 23rd, streaming on Hulu. Ten years ago, I lost 60 pounds mindful eating, and today I have kept the weight off. I never think about food. I never count calories. Honey, I don't even use one of those darn trackers or apps. I live with food freedom, and I want that for you if you are ready and you want it. And that's where My Optimal Body comes into play. Visit MyOptimalBody.com to request an appointment, and be sure to let them know that the Sarah Fraser Show sent you so you can qualify for a free personalized assessment plus a bonus free 30-day supply of of their gut repair product when you sign up for a customized plan. That is myoptimalbody.com to request an appointment. Why I wanted to partner with Dr. Applin is because he is a doctor that gets to the cellular and gut reason of why you can't lose weight and keep it off. They also work with your mental capacity as well. So many of us are emotional eaters. They address that and their clients see long-term success. If you are ready to lose weight, keep it off, and you don't want to do crazy ozempic, myoptimalbody.com and tell them the Sarah Fraser Show sent you. Do you hear that? That is the sound of the brand new and delicious You Natural Conception for her in their juicy strawberry gummy flavor. Oh my, this is now my favorite thing to take. It's a fertility aid. If you haven't heard about them, they are unbelievable with thousands of five-star reviews on Amazon. Go and read them for yourself. And they're famous for their Conception for Her and Conception for Him formula, which Schman, my hubby, has been taking for over a month because it takes two to tango. Conception for Her fertility aid is a well-researched baby. They have ingredients like ashkawanda, zinc, magnesium that can help you on that journey to have a healthy baby. So what are you waiting for? Go and order now. You're going to love it, and I want to hear from you. Check out You Natural on Amazon and use code FRASER20 for 20% off Conception for Her, Conception for Him, and the Conception Bundle. That's EU Natural on Amazon, or follow the link on our website for 20% off Conception for Her, Conception for Him, and the Conception Bundle with the promo code FRASER20. That's F-R-A-S-E-R, the numbers two, zero. Want your life back? Order Hungry Root. It's actually as simple as that. Truly, Hungry Root is the best meal kit service I have ever worked with because they have meals that take 12 minutes. Guys, if you are a busy mom like I am, KJ now just started swim lessons. And on the night that he has swim lessons, we're not home until six. I'm trying to make dinner, trying to get him rested and down for bedtime. When I see that number 12, and I know in 12 minutes I can have a healthy meal, I'm turned on. All right? (laughs) You will be too. Hungry Roots website, so easy to use as well. You just go, you can type in a type of cuisine or if you like chicken, or you can do preset where you tell them you're vegetarian, keto, or you're a meat lover. Right now, get 40% off. My listeners are getting 40% off your first delivery and free veggies for life. Just go to HungryRoot.com slash TSFS and get 40% off your first delivery and get your free veggies. That's HungryRoot.com slash TSFS. Don't forget to use my link so they know who sent you and get 40% off right now and free veggies for life. I'm just red all the time now. (laughs) um, Extra red, extra red. (laughs) Um, And so he was like, yeah. And then he was like, he was like, yeah, I am. Like, like, what's your number? I'll take you out. And then so we 
started dating. Like he was like, he like courted me, which had never happened to me before. Oh. And I was still like, I was like, oh, like I- I'm nervous about it. And like, I, I told him, I was like, I don't know if I like want to, you know, do anything serious, blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. Cause I was so baffled that he yeah. like liked me. And I was just like, oh, and that like scared me a little bit. I was like, oh fuck, why? <laughs> and so then I kept like, I kind of kept him at an arm's length truly just because I was scared, I think. And he was like, do you want to see other people? I was like, no, but like, <laughs> I can't say I only want to see you because I'm a fucking piece of shit. And then finally I was like, oh, like he um, went to Toronto because that's, that's where he's from. He went to Toronto and I was like, oh, I like really miss this guy. And if he even talks to another woman, I'll kill myself. <laughs> wow. That's what you know. I was like, this is all since August. Uh-huh. This is <laughs> shit is so fast okay, for what? you. What is it? Fucking this still September? Been, yeah, what what day is it? Honestly, this was three weeks ago. This is all transpired oh, in three oh, weeks. For real? What the fuck? It takes. I'm, I'm three years still unsure if I'm in love with my boyfriend. I'm like, oh, me too. Me it's too. It's been what now? What the? I feel like this is like over like ten months. So literally three weeks ago, I'm trying to get got, context. Like, a rocky road from my ice cream. Oh my cream god, bar. we got rocky road together at like one a.m. one time. He's so he does the sexiest fucking thing. He'll like we go to it's not a sex thing, okay, but okay. he does a sexy thing where we'll go somewhere and he'll be like we'll we'll be at a bakery and he he knows I'm a baker so like we go and he's like you gotta try this stuff and then we'll get to the front and they'll be like what would you like and he's like I want one of everything from the top row, one of everything from the bottom. It's not row. fucking cheap. <laughs> no, and it's saying. like it's not. A thing of him being like, I make money, I blah, blah, blah. It's just like, he's just so like caring and giving. giving. And it's very cool to see and like get to be around because I've never been with somebody who like, Literally I think, spoils and yeah. And like, yeah. and also like, I, it's, it feels like he's the only person that's ever been like, oh, you like deserve to be treated well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's very cool. And it's not a money thing. Like, it's, it's it's a feeling of like, oh, he wants to make sure I feel good right. and feel taken care of. And it's just very cool. So like... You deserve that. Yeah, thank you. Mm-hmm. And he is so sweet. And then he like... he I told him, I was like, I don't want to see anybody else. But like, I'm still scared of like the girlfriend word or some <laughs> bullshit. And he was like, oh, like, okay, fine. And like the whole time he was obviously known that I'm like totally fatal for him. And... <laughs> and <laughs> fatal. And um, oh and it just God. and so then one day he was like telling a story. He was like making up some hypothetical, and he called himself my boyfriend. And I was like, "Oh, hello!" To, last week. Okay. <laughs> this was last an hour week. ago, right before I got here to the studio. This was sorry. I'll talk to you later, Michael. He, so he just called me his girlfriend. Oh, okay. And then I did some like Instagram live or something. I said my boyfriend. He kept making fun of me, and so now he's my boyfriend. It's like very <gasps> great. And it oh, that's awesome. it's shown me that like all these past relationships, like even though even my most recent that I was like, oh, I'm so in love. I think that was kind of like I think that guy might have been like a sociopath kind of situation. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I met him. Thought he was a little off. Uh huh. Yeah. Most did. <laughs> Most did, except I couldn't but see. But you, right. you gotta learn that lesson, and right? And thank God like, you got out of it okay. I mean, he... Uh, scary to think if he's dating somebody else. Girl, like that poor do woman. I got some stuff to tell you off the air, sis. Oh. Um, but yeah, so it's just great. I'm just like... I'm. This is the first relationship I've ever been in that I feel like 
happy and taken care of and like I don't have to like prove anything I don't have to be like this is oh look what all the things I can do for you because he's just Mm -hmm. like I like being with you so like you do you totally deserve it AJ's right I mean you because no one has like a more genuine heart than you like when you guys like and that's the thing that you and AJ have so much is like you guys are just such great people Thank well, you. you're Sarah. I mean, well, you attract it's why, people. It's why we all work together. <laughs> okay, wait. Now, I know... We did have so much fun working together. Oh, my God. It was really bananas. Um, all right. So, look, we know you have this very successful YouTube and Instagram, and I know you credit a lot of that to being friends with Gabby. Obviously, mm-hmm. Gabby has three million followers. And, yeah. Okay, but you do... You have worked with a lot of YouTubers. You yeah. are, you're, you kind of have some inside knowledge into sure. how to curate a great YouTube channel. So what is some advice you can give to people? Because you said that people ask you all the time, how do yeah. I get started on YouTube? How do I grow a following? All right, so what do you kind of have some insight into? I think... <clears throat> excuse me. I think the best, some of the best advice I've ever gotten was from my old boss, Megan. She, um, she said, always like, always put something out into the world that you would want to see. And so like, I think a lot of people will start something being like, what do people want? And it's like, Mm. cool, for sure. But like, what would you want to see? Like, I want to see a cooking show or I wanted to see a cooking show that was funny and not perfect and everything's not already measured out and if it is like maybe it's the wrong measure like I wanted to see what actual cooking was and I wanted it to be heartfelt and I wanted it to be funny and so I I made that thing or I made what I hope that that thing comes across as and like I think AJ does such a beautiful job of putting all that together of like she doesn't just do impressions of other people she makes her own characters and like I think that's a perfect encapsulation of do what you want to see is like not only is she doing what people like and like oh my god she sounds exactly like Kourtney Kardashian but she's also like oh I'm gonna do this thing that makes me happy and like I would like to see if other people were like making characters that like had funny voices and like did cool shit right and I mean same same goes for you like you put out things that you want to talk about and it's not what does everybody want to hear about but you care about the thing that is that you're talking about and so I think just doing shit that you want to see and that you believe in and that you care about is is probably like the most yeah like you gotta get that step first yeah because if you do like i'm gonna review amazon products (laughs) because you think people will click on it it, yeah it's just like okay like some people probably will but they're not gonna like you because it's obvious that you don't want to be doing it and then we were talking about this too so then once you actually get the youtube channel which you have Mm -hmm. i think it's very interesting obviously youtube has probably changed a bit Mm -hmm. in the past couple of years but you don't you bleep your cursing yeah on your show why do you do that i do that because gabby said to (laughs) yeah that's a good tip because we curse all the time and then we get the like yellow notice like this cannot be uh yeah (laughs) monetized right we did did great on this yeah and it's that's such a shit feeling and like that hasn't happened to me yet. I'm sure it will. But, and it's purely because, like, I, I had a, a pretty solid, like, sounding board of people who were like, it's probably just, like, why not just start with him? Even my editor was like, when we were editing the first episode, he's like, oh, do you want me to bleep the cursing? Like, it wasn't even a thing. He was like, do you want me to? I was like, do you think that's a good idea? Because he edits and does his own YouTube stuff. He edits for a lot of YouTube people. He's like, I mean, most people do it just, like, for monetization stuff. And I was like, okay, fucking, why not? Mm-hmm. And I okay, curse a lot. One less so. commercial for the show. Yeah, yeah. sorry. <laughs> 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 and there 
goes all of our sponsors for this yeah. episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's really good. Okay, do hashtags and all that stuff actually matter on YouTube or not really? Do you have to like have the, because I've really, you know, as we've been growing the Hey Frage one and mm-hmm. researching it, it basically seems to be like views and sort of like interaction you get in the first 24 hours. If you mm-hmm. don't get that wave, it doesn't really matter anyway. Or do hashtags matter? Um, hashtags on YouTube, I think... Do you mean the tags itself on the back end? Like what people type yeah. in to find you? Mm-hmm. I do think that matters. Like, um, because if somebody types in grilled cheese in a week, like my thing will probably still come up, which is great. Um, and like, it never hurts. And I also do just like, like I'll put Gabby's name in the tag sometimes, even if she's not yeah. in the video. Cause I'm like, a lot of people fucking look her up. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. and yeah. So like, I definitely do that. And I know that like a lot of, um, a lot of that first 24 hour like engagement and stuff is super important. So that's why I try to like push everything out as soon as it comes out. So YouTube is like, oh, for sure. But I also, um, uh, an MCN, which is kind of like an, a management for YouTube channels. Um, I'm represented by Studio 71, which is great. Awesome. And they're really nice. And they send out like a weekly trending report. So like, what are people interested in talking about? What is the trending videos of what are the trending videos of this week? Stuff like that. So like, that's also another way to keep up, which you can do on your own. You don't have to have somebody send it to you. Um, just like looking on the popular page and being like, okay, people obviously want to hear about the fucking new iPhone. So like, Okay. Let's do that. Yeah, if, if yeah. you if it fits what your mission is, then, yeah, totally. then do like, it. Like I would pro- I would never talk about the new iPhone. Right, because I can't really afford right. it. <laughs> of course. I don't have the new iPhone. No, what, what are we on like? I have the 6S. Six. I'm 7, yeah. Oh, there she is. The old school. <laughs> that. And then oh, she has like the <laughs> Okay, 10. She's yeah, yeah. Chill. Right. I do. Our business is, <laughs> our business is pop culture and like staying ahead of trends. I can't have like are an you gonna iPhone get the 5. Are you the camera iPhone? Yeah, absolutely. I upgrade every year. T bitch. I don't think the camera's all that great. That you I'm still three have behind, to buy. but you know. <laughs> I'm fucking three cameras behind, bitch. Shit. <laughs> all right, last YouTube question. Do you think a lot of YouTubers, because I also feel like I see this now with Instagram, like some people, popular Instagrammers, they are, they have like a team and it seems like the minute they put something out, that team is commenting, liking, sharing. Do you think a lot of YouTubers oh, really? are kind of bucking the system in that they have followers, fan clubs. Paid commenters. Pa- like paid co- people that are helping boost that algorithm. Oh my God, I've never heard of that. Really? Well, they're yeah. cheating the system. Of course. So, yeah. so you don't um, think any YouTubers you've worked with or associated with do that? No, definitely not. I, but here's the thing that's very cool is like, like um, there are some fan bases that are highly dedicated. So like I have, I have some really sweet girls who like comment on a picture seven times and like that looks great for me and they just like like the picture. They're like, oh my God, these cupcakes are cute. Mm-hmm. And so for me, it's chill. And I could definitely see that being a thing that people pay for. But I think if... um like I know there Gabby has a bunch of fans who are just like so fatal for her that they comment a hundred times just because they want like they want to. They're like, This is so cute. Oh my god, at ten minutes it's hilarious. At eleven minutes, I didn't know she liked that song. At blah blah blah. And so but it does make a lot of sense that like people would pay for that. So I mean people pay for followers and, and like I know all like the that, time. I crazy. know. But sometimes you don't know that. So I think you get discouraged because you see things and they have yeah. hundreds of thousands of views and you're like 
is this real? Is this not mm-hmm. real? It's harder to tell totally. now. Yeah. And then um, I was going to ask you like a follow up to that because I think, oh, you already have like a fan club. I think that I think an Instagrammer commented on the po- the picture that I posted of you <laughs> on Hey Frage, and it's Gabby Irene. Gabby <laughs> underscore Irene. They You're already have like a fan club together. Also, people always ask you, are you guys dating? Like, are you guys, do you guys like, oh my gosh, yes, have you like, and Gabby gang, ever scissored? That'd be hot. Like, like, literally, can we have a threesome with you? Like, <laughs> yes. do you guys get that all the time? Dude, okay. So you guys know me very well. I'm just like a very demonstrative person. Like, I show a lot of affection. Like when you guys came in, we hugged for like 15 minutes. Yeah. Oh. Like it's just a thing. That's just a way I show love is through affection and touching. And like, like me and my me and Juliet will be at yogurt and I'll like give her a hand massage just because like that's how I like to like show love. Okay. <laughs> and then I eat her out. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you know. As hand when massages go. Yeah, yeah. Friends. No, but like I just like show a lot of affection, and I think that people often take that as like, oh my god, is she like into her? Yeah. And I'm, I mean, Gabby and I couldn't be further from dating. We're best friends. It's, it's kind of, it kind of breaks my heart sometimes though. People are like, I wish I had a friend like Irene. I wish I had a friend like, I wish I had a friend like this. And it's just like, oh, it sounds like, like we're best friends, but like we don't do anything like that out of the ordinary. Like I don't do anything with, with my friends that I wouldn't do for my other best friends. Like, right. It's just like, people should be better friends is what I've learned. People are shitty people. Like, yeah. it's like, wow, you don't have any friends that go get ice cream with you. It's like, oh, that's- no, if you're going through a breakup, nobody like brings you tacos. Like right. that's not a thing. Right. That's heartbreaking. It's like a normal. Yeah. Get better friends. Honestly. <laughs> oh my God. I love that. I really want you and Gabby to do like a getting married video. That'd be so great. Hilarious. I know. Views for days, bitch. I know you, got, days, you really truly. would. That'd do you guys so ever great. meet YouTubers that are, well, Gabby just seems so real. You're so real. Are there, I, I feel like YouTube is a lot of fabricated oh, stories yeah. and like just now you see all the, in Snapchat, of course, you have see those like little captions like Tana Mongu, whatever. Yeah. Oh Paul. yeah. Why weren't you at their wedding? You're a YouTube star. <laughs> did you hit that up? Like, did she, Yeah. Why well, were you guys invited? Uh, Gabby was for sure. And uh, I don't think she, she didn't end up going, but um, like there are so, like Gabby, and I'm not just blowing smoke up her ass because she's my best friend. Like she's she's one of the realest people I've yes. ever met. Like, and so it's not it it's not even like is she YouTube real? She's just like a real fucking bitch, uh, not a real bitch, but like she's a real, a ass, real bitch. ass bitch. Yeah. Um, but I've met a lot of YouTubers. <laughs> like I've been to parties with her where like a like there's one guy in particular. There's like a very big YouTuber who like came over and was like. Oh my God! Hey, like to Gabby, I was like, I was cl- we were standing next to each other. Sure. And he right. came up to Gabby. He's like, Oh my God! Hey, like, da da da, like, da, da, da and like Ugh. talked to her. Did not look at me for one second, and like, it just because I'm not like famous hey, YouTuber. Yeah, yeah. What can you do yeah. for him? It's yeah, because like, I don't have like five million plus like right. subscribers. And he like turned around to like finish the conversation, and then like went and stood by himself. And I was like, this is like Ooh. sad. So he literally go to the party to talk to other people, to see who he could collab with mm-hmm. to get more. But they're actually like loners and like weirdos. Yeah. Awesome. I, I can't mean, not wait. all of them. I'm going to go right sure. up to him. Hi, I've got 6,000 subs. <laughs> and, yeah, I see you're by yourself. I literally, I was like, hi, I'm Irene, by the way. And he was like, oh, hi. And then like walked away. Literally asshole. Micro penis. Of course. Suck, literally <laughs> wow. My toe. My James toe. Charles. <laughs> Sisters! Sisters! <laughs> no, it wasn't him. Um, I'll tell you guys we can tell, after. We can tell by the tea after the mic. We can tell off. by the accent. It definitely was not him. Oh, my God. Um, what else? I mean, Irene, you're you're God, amazing. You're Thank you for awesome. being Thanks on. For being real. Yeah, Thank you been... guys for having me. It was such, it's like such a dream to like be able to come back and like get to do the show. Because um, I gonna... listen to it all the time. Uh, and 
and you you comment on all our shit. You like like all our stuff, well, which you is guys amazing. Are killing it, obviously, so I'm very proud of you. Thank you so much. No, Did you get 10k yet? Not a 10k. Everybody, uh, you're at 9985 or something. I'm close. I'm, ni- I'm 9700. You not that it matters. This. Who's counting? I'm at 9735. Follow the fuck. <laughs> Irene will blow you up. It'll <laughs> Irene. Will, obviously. Yeah, she'll help you out. Where so where are we going to see you in like 5 years? Where where's Irene Walton? So so the thing about the YouTube show is as much as I love doing it, it's it's mostly so that I can have a collection of work to bring to Netflix, to bring to Hulu, to bring to somebody as like uh, a cooking show. Because yeah. my dream has always been to have a cooking show. And so that's oh my God. like, Speaking I don't get into existence. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to, I'm going to have a cooking show on a somewhere <laughs> on a Netflix, a Hulu and Amazon prime, a thing of that nature. So that's in five years. That's what I want to be doing. I want to be able to have that be my thing. I want to be like taken seriously in the food world, even though Definitely. I don't have much credibility to do so. You do. You do. I mean, you know, Rachel Ray is just opening a can and whooshing it around. The fuck you do? <laughs> EBOO. Oh, you yeah. your own little thing. Rachel Ray? <laughs> Rachel Ray is just fucking flying into space and eating bananas. Like, I don't know. I don't know. She rattles around a few pots and films it. I mean, you got it. You do. You got to meet the right you. people. You got to put in, put in the work. And Martha Stewart, where are you, guys you can't be in five make years. anything that Martha Stewart puts out. At least I can make your meatballs. I mean, I, Martha's got Oh, like are you vegan or is that? No, only like a couple days a week. Plant four. Um, are you, where are you going to be in five years? Okay. I want to do the red, the e-red carpet show. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I don't want it to be nice anymore. People don't care what your fucking project is. They want to make fun of your dress. They want to make fun of your makeup. They want the mani cam back. We're doing Wait, that. the what cam? Remember they used to have a mani cam where they would make the celebrities do the mani cam up to like a little mani cam video. But then people were like, that's superficial. No one cares about your manicure. Everybody cares about your fucking manicure. Oh, I'm manicure. dead. Yeah, That's so hilarious. I want to completely bring it back. I love that. One thousand percent. Um, and then I just want to like keep growing. Hey, Frage, I want like a five day a week, and I've always wanted to reinvent talk shows. So you want a five day a week podcast? Mm-hmm. Whoa, like, like but, what's well, his name? Actually, Adam Carolla. Uh, I want it to be. I'm not sure if it's going to be podcast form, but it's going to be five days a week, like redoing talk shows because an hour long talk show is dead. Like oh, it doesn't yeah. it doesn't exist anymore. So well, is it a 10 minute talk show that entertains and kind of like inspires people? And I think there's so much more advancement that needs to be done for mm-hmm. women. And that's why I got tired of the radio business. I was mm-hmm. like, I'm always going to be the female sidekick. So it's yeah. time to build it my own way. That's so cool. It's so cool watching you like build your own business, build your own brand, like completely like female run, female friendly, all this stuff. Yeah. And like, it's And it's not only it's not like, what can I do that's female based? What can I do that's this? It's this really great show that happens to be female run and very female forward. And it's, I think you've done such a good job of balancing those two things. And I mean, we know AJ who she just stepped out for a second. She's going to be on SNL. Oh, of course. I mean, it's like happening. Like easy money, easy, easy money, like happening. And then I just feel like she'll act. I think someone called her. Anyway, Irene, we're in love with you. Thank you for being here today. Thank you for having me. Okay. Where can people follow you by the way? Oh, um, you can find me on Instagram at homemade by Irene. You can find me on Twitter at Homemade by Irene, I think, also. And then um, on YouTube at Dead Dad's Kitchen or at Irene Walton. If you type my name, all my shit will come up. Love you! I love you. Thank you for having me. Thank Matt Linish. Hey. Oh, my God. Matt. First of all, this is probably the first and last time I will ever podcast out of your studio because you're like, all right, girls. This no, has been my all God, damn so day. Fun. Your poor yeah. assistant's over no. there. Like, he's the perfect head of hair. He's probably ready to pull it out. He's like... <laughs> he's a good assistant. You guys have done yeah. 19 episodes. Yeah, cool. <laughs> <laughs> We're done. It's a good change. Usually it's music. 
You know? Yeah. You own yeah. this incredible music studio. It's a great studio. Here yeah. in Sherman Oaks, California. Yeah. Yeah. And I love the history. So this yeah. was, okay, who originally owned it? Sheila so, E. or well, Toto? It was, built, it was built in the 80s by a guy named Bobby Summerfield, the okay. South African man. And he did all these South African bands here. And then Sheila E. had it. And her dad painted that mural. And it was what? called Blue 52 when she owned it, which... I, okay, I don't know if this whole story is proper, but from what I understand, Blue 52, even though it's wow. a football term, um, Blue 52 is the name of a whale that no one's ever seen before, but they've heard him, and they've recorded him, and they call him the loneliest whale in the world or something, and his name was Blue, is Blue 52, so she named it Studio Blue 52. And, I mean, for the small amount of people who don't know this, Sheila E. was Prince's, Prince's drummer. drummer. Which I like to think Prince was here, yeah. Oh, don't you think that Prince had to be here? Oh, yeah, of course, totally. Among so many other people, yeah. Okay, so how, when did she own it? From what? I, you know, I don't, it's been really hard to know the years of things. I don't really know. I know she, I think she had it for maybe 12 years, 13 years. And then wow. Simon Phillips had it, who was the drummer for Toto when Picaro died. And then from what I understand, the last three Toto records were cut. Okay, wait, would that have been included Africa, which is one of the greatest no, Yacht Rock songs of all time? Been, it is one of the greatest Yacht Rock <laughs> songs of all time. The Yacht Rock channel is definitely one. I had this great experience. Are you a fan? Because I'm oh obsessed my God. with Yacht Rock. I was driving through the Sierras not too long ago, and I had the Yacht Rock channel on. And I was, have you ever taken the scenic route? Have you ever been to Mammoth? No. Oh, okay. There's this amazing road, and all the flowers had come out. And I had the Yacht Rock channel on with all the windows down. It was like I was in a dream. I love Yacht Rock. <laughs> <laughs> I was just okay. like, someone came up behind me. I pulled over and let him go by. I mean, I usually like driving pretty fast, too. But yeah, it was good. What um, do we have to do to get Michael McDonald here? I mean, that would you know, be You know, Michael dream. McDonald is like, I have a good friend named Dave Mason who used to, he was one of the founding members of a band called Traffic okay. in the 70s. He wrote a song called Feeling All Right. Yeah. Yeah, 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 okay. When he was like 19 years old. And uh, and they're close friends. In fact, I think they're neighbors in Maui. <sighs> Michael McDonald. Yeah, my God. I mean, the king of Yaw Rock. <laughs> the king, yeah, totally. <laughs> and so I don't know. I think Africa was before. I before. think that was before, yeah. Because, I mean, you know, I wish I knew more Toto. I should know more Toto history. Well, no, that's I the only should, song yeah. I know as well. <laughs> yeah. And thank yeah, God yeah, you don't yeah, want to go yeah. any yeah. deeper because I would have been like, uh-huh, yeah. tell me more. I don't know what <laughs> And so then Simon had it here for a while. And then I bounced around from studio to studio and needed a spot and was kind of tired of people, I don't know, you know, like taking advantage. People, it's interesting. I, I heard you guys talking about something earlier about the idea of like, perceived like success and money and all that yeah yeah it's Tell so us. you know there's not a lot of money in the music industry right now unless you're like i mean there is and there isn't it's not like there used to be you know? well right because it used to be you got signed by a record label right you, you probably got an advance or yeah they put down like you know half a million dollars or something for your record now it's like if you get like twenty you're like okay we'll wow. make a record yeah so it's a it's really different, but um, yeah. So. And it seems like it's it's so funny because I was having this conversation with actually an Uber driver when when we were coming over here because he's in music, mm -hmm. and he was talking about how difficult it is, you know, yeah. in music. Yeah. And essentially, it sounds like now you um, you the artist yeah. have to come up with enough money yeah. to rent a studio like this, yeah. hire the producer, like you have yeah. to self produce. Yeah, it's it, the, the, I mean, look, it's always different. It's hard to make too many blanket statements, but. 
nowadays in music, the labels aren't really interested until it's like 95% done. And yeah. then they're like, okay, cool. Now we'll, you know, they need, there's not a lot of um, artist development, I feel. The artist development falls, you know, falls into people like me. Like who sees wow. someone and is like, okay, I'm going to develop this. And it's like, we're kind of taking the risk more than, I. at least that's my feeling that's what happens in my world <laughs> so okay so tell yeah. me i mean you have such an awesome vibe like i feel like we're completely at the beach like oh good i'm glad I, yeah yeah I, this... I even got like oil here that like makes me think of the beach <laughs> it's such a cool uh, you probably saw lady gaga's um documentary five foot three did you ever see, did you see uh, i saw some of it I didn't see. Yeah. Well, she produces part of yeah. the, an album like in Malibu yeah, at this at home. Shangri-La. Yes. Yeah, I've been there many times. Yeah, it's really? a great spot. Yeah, yeah. You probably yeah. hang out with Rick Rubin. I mean, we're just no, like... No, oh. I've never hung out with Rick. I'd like to meet Rick, though. That'd be cool. Yeah, she, he sounds really interesting. There's a great series right now. I think it's on Showtime called Shangri-La. Really? Which is all about Rick and the studio. Yeah. He really. seems like a very... I mean... I Just mean, like, what an interesting dude. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. what kind of music do you produce here? I'm sure all yeah. kinds, but like, what is your forte? Sure, I'm an instrument-driven guy. So mm. like, I don't really, I mean, I don't do any electronic music. Um, just not, it doesn't, I can't be in a computer. So mostly you'll see there's a lot of instruments. I have my yeah. consoles, I have my tape machines, you know, that to me is exciting and creative. I don't like looking at sound because I feel like I listen differently. Mm -hmm. So um, so instruments, anything instruments. I mean, I have a couple, you know, I've worked on some urban music. I don't quite do it, mostly band stuff. That's okay. the best answer. <laughs> no, but you mostly also produce some pretty yeah. big people. There's so tell, us, tell yeah. us some collaborations that you've done. Um, well, in the past, you know, what really started my career was a band called Edward Sharp and the Magnetic Zeros. Yeah. They're cool. Yeah, that was like five years of my life. And I was young, too. That five years of your life? About, it was like three years, three and a half years just with them. And then like another year and a half or so where... I was kind. I was still doing stuff, but we weren't all together all the time. The first record I did with them. Now those records, I wasn't really producing as much as I was just engineering and recording them, uh, and mixing them. So, um, but the first one was eleven months, about like all day, every day, twenty hour sessions. It was pretty wild. And Ed then, Sharp is huge. They're That's, great. Yeah, 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 really good. Um, so that was fun. Uh, that was a. I mean, that, that was, was a big really, That was big a big chunk. time. Yeah. eleven months that long is something else. You kind of. I start. I would start dreaming about the mixes and dreaming. Like I'd have dreams and wake up. And like, oh man. That's how we do that, you know. I haven't really wow. had the opportunity to be that far into a project since then, you know. Wow. Most it's like one-offs or people have enough money to do like a week here or like a few days here and a few days, but not like 11 months all day every day. Well, he know? must have been, I mean, signed to a record label. Uh, there's probably yeah. a lot of support and backing there. A lot of support, absolutely. Yeah, yes. which is pretty rare. Yeah. Yeah. So when people come to see you now, like what yeah. is the project? They're they're yeah. raising their own capital or they're they're Yeah, actually the project's now oh the project is oh. gonna break the chair. <laughs> <laughs> uh the projects now are pretty interesting. Most of the projects I've been getting are single musicians who want me to build bands around them. 
So I have a network of artists that I hire based upon the vibe. Like I have this Lebanese guitarist I'm about to start producing. So I'm putting together a oh band for him. I'm producing a retired military sergeant right now who's so cool. Yes, you yeah. were telling me. Can you disclose a lot about him? Because he's in the military. He like yeah, came in Oscar, second. Yeah, Oscar. Actually, yeah, I just found all this out. He He would play guitar and play in the military. And... Or yeah, the military and 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 he had I don't know the ranks, but his higher up was like you're really good, and I guess there's like a armed services version of American Idol, and so they flew him out, and he competed and got in second place, and then he retired, and so there's a guitar shop next door here, and he walked into the guitar shop and started picking up the guitars and playing, and the guitar shop owner called me, he's like, kid, there's this kid here, is so good. He's like, in all the years that I've had my guitar shop, no one's ever walked in and picked up a guitar and blown me away like this. So, so you like walk two steps over and you're like, all right, man. Yeah. Let's well, see. then we, he, he had him come back in. I went over and sat down. He played me some stuff. It's cool. It's like, well, it's hard to categorize. I would kind of call it like the Eagles meets like Steely Dan meet, you know, it's like all the songs are three part harmonies. He plays beautiful guitar. It's cool. So I brought in some good people. I brought in a drummer named Josh Adams, who I use a lot. I brought in my friend Eli Thompson, who plays bass in a band called Father John Misty. And then I brought in um, Mitchell Yoshida, who's the keyboardist from Edward Sharp. So I pull in. And so that's been a lot of these projects lately is people coming to me like, hey, here's my project. Help me build. This. Help me. Well, wow, that's actually so a that's difficult producing. Job. It's it's different. It's that's to me what producing is. I think there's I mean, a lot of different. But you kind of you know. play therapist too. It's, oh my god! How do you, <laughs> you, I mean, you play, play therapist? Oh my I mean, god! Yeah, totally. to get all that talent. Yeah, like yeah. that's the most amazing part to yeah. bands to me is how yeah. they stay together. And then yeah. I, when they break up, I'm like, of course, of course. Like, nothing yeah. seems worse. It's so hard. Yeah, it's so hard. Well, it's you know, it's yeah, being a pretty to me producing is like. Being able to kind of assess the situation, read people, and like have this ability to like make people feel comfortable and do, but then also be like, you're like the business liaison, you know, like you have to be the one that's like, <laughs> okay, there is a deadline and there is a budget, and I can't input that on to the artist because they're like on their creative thing. So, it's pretty interesting. Yeah, it's really interesting. Oh, good. I feel better about my podcast because like, we play salesperson, talent, <laughs> you gotta, yeah. marketer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. You're totally yeah. facilitating egos, co-hosts. Oh, yeah. Phone calls at all time. And, you know, yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty interesting. I mean, it's so interesting. Yeah, it's so oh, interesting. Well, yeah, because like, then you also get to see it. I mean, I think, too, we don't even talk about like how important chemistry is and like oh, you yeah. get to oh yeah and it's isn't it hard to create like you have to have it's yeah hard to you have to really be yeah it's really interesting um it's something you know i always found that i would worked really well with other people so it kind of once actually i didn't even know when i was business. younger i didn't even know people like me existed i kind of thought musicians somehow just made music and it came out. And then when I originally dropped out of college, I was studying environmental engineering at Cal Poly San Luis Obispo. Then at like a much later age, I kind of started to understand that there's somebody who does this, who's like the director of a film, who's like the person that sees it from beginning to end. And my mind works that way. I was like, I could do that, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you yeah. can see a project start to finish. That's right. Yeah. amazing. Finish things. Yeah. How does somebody 
even begin to work with you? I mean, do like how do, oh, man, do people pitch you music? Do they totally, send you all the okay. time? Yeah, yeah. I you know it's interesting all different ways. I got an email from a. I just produced a couple bands out of China, and I just got an email a couple nights ago from another band in China. Like, hey, what's up? <laughs> you know, so emails, shows. I, you know, people come to me, but I pursue people. You know. Um, okay, the China band. That sounds China amazing. Band. <laughs> yeah, the, the, the bands from China have been interesting. There was, so, Wait, did they sing in like Chinese or like Mandarin, or did they sing in English? Well, so I finished two bands. One of them is a band that the, it's a husband and wife, and she's Chinese. Well, she's Chinese American, and he's American, and they went to China and made music in China for a while, and then they moved back, and so they are like American, kind of coming back. But the other one. Uh, she was like a mega Chinese, I mean, she is mega Chinese pop star who wanted to go rock and roll. And it's all in Chinese. And I have no real idea what was being said. <laughs> and then the song structures were much different than here, which I thought was really interesting. Um, uh, yeah. I would think it would be testing your creative. Like, how do you even know if something's... Well, I mean, you have an ear. Now so you, you, know. you learn over time. Yeah, you can... But it was interesting. I mean, for a while, I would sit there. I'm like, what is going on in this song? Because, you know, here is like, usually it's ah! like, <laughs> it's, you know, generally like intro, verse, chorus, verse, chorus, solo, outro. Like there's kind of a general form. And I things. feel like American songs too are so much storytelling. Like yeah. country, it's all, you know what I mean? It's so oh, much yeah. storytelling or yeah. it's like, just crazy chorus that's like really good. Yeah, hook, like, hook, hook, hook yeah. and then that's it. Like, but the, her songs were interesting because they were like verse, bridge, verse, bridge, then chorus. So there was like a scene change halfway through. It was really interesting. It, it was. <laughs> I hope that someday I get like an email and she's like performing it. You know. Now, yeah. is there any genre of music that you're like shocked has taken off? Like K-pop? Are you shocked there's still boy bands? No, although they seem no. to be dying. Yeah. I'm not really. I mean, I think that music's changing right now. I yeah. think that um, it's like the radio I, and television business. It's so yeah. wild now. It's cool to be around right now as it's changing because, I mean, I don't know really, but it kind of seems like electronic music, which became so substantial. It was like the main. It's been the main thing for so long. Festivals, all sorts. Yeah, of Yeah, you know, yeah. Okay. I feel like it's kind of starting to lose steam a little so bit. So wait, electronic is like EDM. Yeah. So you think that's like on the decline? I think so. I think people are kind of. St I mean, coming for I, you know, maybe a lot of people. A lot of people, general public, probably wouldn't agree. But I feel like I well, can kind of start insider, feeling yeah. it. I can kind of start feeling a change. I love you know, the feeling. People are like wanting instruments again. People are wanting. Really? They want. Pe I mean, I don't know. I hope so. <laughs> so like auto tune that, you know, is like going out. We're going auto tune is still around. Yeah, you know the technology has really changed the music industry. When you know, I work a lot analog, like on tape machines. Yes. And stuff like that. So, so you know. And yeah, yeah, for people that can't see, you have yeah. this incredible analog yeah, board. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, that's yeah. It's like amazing. It, look, it reminds me of old school radio. Like. Yeah. Well, yeah, the this console is from 1972, and the other ones from the mid 70s. So they're old. They're pretty old it's like owning a classic car yeah i have to work on it all the time do you really yeah <laughs> so you're tomorrow i have my tech coming and we're just gonna pop it open and keep working on it yeah. yeah yeah you basically have to rebuild it probably all the time right yeah just keep it going just like classic car yeah yeah right right they yeah, constantly yeah. need like yeah. touch up why do you keep an analog board in a world that seems like it is so high-tech digital you know analog sounds better and that's it to me like i don't I'm not in this vein of work because I want to make money. I'm in this vein of work because it like makes me feel good. 
you mm. know? And so making music in a computer or digital doesn't feel good to me. It doesn't sound good to me. I don't really find pleasure in it, but doing it this way is very pleasurable to me. Yeah. Um, I'm fascinated by trends. So I think that's interesting about electronic. What do you think? So you, okay, so instrument, when you say instruments, that yeah. there's almost this kind of feeling you get that people want that. What's I mean, song, I hope like, so. <laughs> you know, I don't know. I kind of have this. So like, I teach. I teach part time at a university in LA, and I mentor some high school kids in LA. And like, I kind of talk to them, and I get this feeling that like, there's gonna be a day soon where the idea of a guitar amp is like incredible. Let alone like, wow, you know, because it's all in the computer. Everything's in the computer now. Yeah. But but of course it's like everything right it's all cyclical so yeah, like we'll totally. come back to, come back to people it. want a guitar yeah. amp they want that sound yeah. they want that feel well like in urban music right now there's you know you have artists that get up there and a lot of them have people on stage playing drummers playing you know while they're rapping or what you know that's a, that I've seen that change start to happen which is cool because that's like you know. That's fun. There's people, there's movement on stage, you know. Um, okay, I want to know your TMZ story. Like, everybody okay. has a TMZ yeah. story with, like, a wild encounter with a celebrity. Like, mine was I almost slept with Constantine Morales when uh -huh. he was, like, third runner-up on yeah. American Idol. Okay. Like, everyone has a crazy night or, like, story of, like, a celebrity. You live in L.A., you work uh, around musicians. What's one that you can tell us if you... <laughs> Boy, I don't know. Let me think about this one. Um, everyone has a TMZ story. Oh, uh, my God. Who came in, needed cocaine before they could get started, <laughs> like had to do an eight ball, called a couple of friends. Then you had like four hookers in here. You're like, yeah, okay, right. look, we're just trying to get the piano going. Uh, what is going on? Boy, I have to consider Norian and my mom are going to yeah. listen. <laughs> I'm like, boy, what's a good story? No, I don't know. You know, I mean, we might have to come back to that story. <laughs> I have to think about it a little bit. <laughs> okay, wait to put you on this stuff. Was that? I said, I'm just putting you on this. No, it's good. It's a good. It's a good thought because I'm thinking about it. But I don't know. You know, it's interesting. I I don't find myself in those positions too much these days. I mean, you know, that's sort of in in my opinion, like a lot of that stuff doesn't really fly in the real like in the real in the world. real like, sense of like an, like yeah. a lot of people believe that the music industry is this thing or like the studio i have people that come here and i mean i have had a group here one the one time there was an intense group here that was kind of like that it was like nothing got done and i was like <laughs> man that's why i don't like you know it's one of those things where like they people have this perception. When I tell people I'm in the music industry, it's like, and then when I tell people I teach part time at a university, I'm like legit, and I'm like, you know, but well, not like hear... that's not even what I do for a living. Music is what you know. And I think, like you said, like the era of music is so different now. But I think yeah. we all hear like I just watch Dirt, you know, on um, yeah. Tommy Lee, <laughs> yeah, and like yeah. you know, and I think yeah. people have this misconception of like you know, you think of Stevie Nicks, like. They all come out I mean, with these but that insane was a stories. It was, it was a lot a of time. that was true, though. And, yeah. But in that time, though, it was there was so much more money, and there was so much more. Yeah, it was it was a different time in music. Now it's like it's it's really. I mean, I don't really. I think that like record labels don't really participate. Like don't they don't put up with okay it? They're not okay with it. It's like they'll just move on to someone else. You know. Wow. Um, it's an interesting time in music. It's yeah. So overall, not I mean, as sloppy. <laughs> you know, aren't yeah. yeah, it's at least that's my feeling on all the artists that I know that are very successful 
are these very like focused like right. people who are like really almost forces of nature and if they have something extracurricular going on it's not like spilling out into the world yeah it's yeah like, you wouldn't know it you know yeah really interesting yeah 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 um okay last question for you matt i mean yeah. i could talk to you forever because yeah. I, I find the music industry so i find yeah. the music industry also to be the most difficult form of entertainment i do yeah totally know. yeah you know it's hard to get on television it's mm -hmm. hard to produce a show it's hard to be an actor yeah but there's something about the music business that i find that, that if you can make it yeah. in any capacity yeah to own a studio yeah, i mean yeah. you are like the one percentile because it's such a difficult i think yeah. because everybody wants to have that talent yeah well you hear the probably one of the most common things i hear people say is you're so lucky yeah you know it's just something i really resent hearing those comments you yeah. know because it's hard work i was earlier i was talking um, with irene who was here and i was telling her about the process you know i think that in order to succeed in the music industry you have to not have a backup plan I think backup wow. plans are the demise of most like people because you have to be all in. And when you're all in, it means you're figuring things out. Like no matter what, you got to figure it out. I love you that. Know? I yeah. just listened to Ed Sheeran on Howard Stern yeah. and he was talking about that. And he yeah. said yeah. every single friend that he's had that has come yeah. to Hollywood or whatever and has not had a backup plan who has said, I'm yeah. going to make it in the music industry yeah. and stuck to that has made it. And he yeah. said every friend that didn't yeah. and kind of had a plan B. Yeah. Never, it never worked yeah. out. Yeah. And so that to me, when I was like 20, 21 years old is when I kind of figured that out or like had a process that I did uh -huh. and had no backup plan and then went for it. So it's, you know, it it's a long out. road. It's, you know, I still feel like I'm at the beginning of my career, which is an interesting feeling. But even though my students say I'm old or whatever, I'm like, I'm not old <laughs> at all. Like, like what are you talking young. about? Like, you're really young. Yeah. I'm like, okay. But no, I feel like I'm at the beginning of my career still. Which is cool. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Matt, this is so cool. And I, yeah. I can't thank you enough. You've been yeah, so generous. God, it's been course. like this influx of all these wild women. And like, <laughs> it's fun. You, it's you guys great. are probably like, oh, uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't anticipate this. No, no, it's great. But yeah. where can people find you? I think it's so important that people can find you. Yeah, um, yeah, obviously, yeah. you're always searching for music and talent. Always searching for music. Absolutely. Um, so Infinite Spin Records is the name of the studio. So Instagram is Infinite Spin Records all together. I have infinitespinrecords.com yep. is the website. And then my personal one, maybe I should, whatever. Is Miss, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'm like. Yeah, I'm sure you'll have a lot of people hitting you up. Yeah, you have it, yeah. but whatever maybe yeah, that's cool. a good that's thing that's a good thing yeah, I, <laughs> I mean we put know. all our stuff out there for yeah, better or worse i don't really care yeah i don't you know um so my personal one's mr linny m-r-l-i-n-n-y oh my gosh no. so cool yeah thank yeah, cool. you again matt you guys yeah. have been amazing yeah yeah thank you Great.